time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello, race fans, and welcome to this week's edition of Southern Race Week, right here on your great racing station. I'm William Barber, a.k.a. WB, you know, and as always, every week here on Southern Race Week, I couldn't do the show without the main man himself sitting at the top of the pit box. I'm talking about uh, Alfie. What's going on, brother? Hey there, WB. Glad to be with you again this week for another exciting episode of the Southern Racing Radio broadcast along with the podcast. Hopefully you're doing well, my friend, as we had a real busy uh, weekend last weekend of racing with NASCAR, IndyCar, and NHRA. So a busy world of racing going on last weekend and continuing on this weekend as well, William. So looking forward to all the great uh, racing action going on at Atlanta Motor Speedway with all they got going on here the next a few weeks and uh, going on the NASCAR World NHRA back, IndyCar finally back. So uh, just excited for all the great racing action that we'll be uh, covering here, as we always do, on Sunday Race Week Radio. And let me throw a big shout-out and congratulations to our friends over at Sonora Raceway. Uh, Sonora Raceway uh, celebrating uh, new ownership from the original founding father's uh, family, the, the Pollard family. Celebrated the grand opening of the uh, the 2021 season this past weekend to a near sold out capacity crowd. And I say near sold out, they had uh, so many people in the grandstands. They were sitting in the grass, Alfie, along the track side and everything. Man, it was great to see that track. So full of great, great race fans coming back to see that place. And the first thing they learned after one weekend of racing is that they are going to pave the infield so that there's no more dirt slipping, sliding around on the infield. So they are uh, asphalting that back up so that that way there can be uh, action cars going in and out. Somebody needs to come into the pits or whatever else. Um, they can make sure that their uh, their uh, tow trucks and crews can get people in and out and off the track quickly. Uh, it's been a great race week, man. I mean, short track, like you said, all the other racing series. And Atlanta Motor Speedway might as well turn themselves into a dirt track because that's what they've been for the last eight weeks or whatever. Talked to Dustin uh, Lynch uh, earlier today. And uh, Dustin and the guys over at Atlanta Motor Speedway um, are just getting down and dirty. And uh, I asked him, I said, you know, you're just a few weeks away from the July 11th race. What are you going to do with all that dirt after you get done with it? He says, well, we're going to take it all up, and then we're going to resod the whole front stretch uh, for, for the infield. So there's a lot of work going on in the racing series and a lot of work going on at the racetracks to make it to where family, friends, cousins, neighbors can have a great time. And we're so excited to make sure that you know everything you need to know about what's going on in the racing world. Now, Alfie, we don't do things like all the other radio stations do and all the other podcasts do. We mix it up. We give everybody the best of all the worlds if it's got four wheels and sometimes two. We cover right here on Southern Race Week. So, run down who we got on this week's show, brother. Uh, yes, William, another jam-packed program here. In just a matter of weeks, the NHRA series will be returning to the Atlanta Dragway for the 40th anniversary and also the final year that NHRA will be at Atlanta Dragway in commerce. So if you've never been out to an NHRA event in your lifetime, this will be the last opportunity to do so in commerce, Georgia. And to celebrate NHRA returning to Atlanta here, 
in a couple of weeks. We'll be speaking with Casey Collier, the uh, Vice President of Track Management and Operations, who will tell us a little bit about the decision behind removing NHRA from the Atlanta Dragway. And also we will speak with one of the participants, funny car driver Ron Capps, will be joining us as well to preview his thoughts of uh, coming to Atlanta once again for the Southern Nationals, the 40th anniversary, and also the final NHRA Southern Nationals. We spoke with Corey LaJoy, NASCAR Cup Series driver, and get the thoughts on him also participating, William, in the eNASCAR Pro Invitational iRacing Series. So we talked a little bit about that as well. So, so much going on this week. Another jam-packed episode of Southern Race Week Radio for you, as long with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Hey everyone, it's Jeb Burton, driver number 10, Nutrinac Solutions Chevrolet, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. And welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie. Continuing with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you as we get set for a lot of noise coming to Commerce, Georgia in just a Matter of weeks, as for the final time ever, the NHRA will be returning to the Atlanta Dragway April 30th through May 1st for the final year of the Southern Nationals, the 40th anniversary of the Lucas Oil Southern Nationals and Atlanta Dragway. Tickets are still available, so make sure you get those tickets before they're all gone because this will be your last chance, as I mentioned, to check out NHRA at Commerce Georgia, but we are honored to have one of the many participants that will be joining us in Commerce, Georgia, in a matter of weeks. He is in the funny car division. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the driver of the Napa Auto Parts Dodge Charger SRT Hellcat. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Ron <laughs> Mr. Caps, uh, thank you so much for taking time to uh, join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having yourself a nice, enjoyable day, my friend. Yeah, it's going good, especially that introduction. How could it not? Well, when we have a big deal guest on, we have to welcome him in with a, a big deal introduction. And you are one of our big deal guests because in just a matter of weeks, you'll be heading to Commerce, Georgia to participate in the NHRA event there, the 40th anniversary of the Southern Nationals, and not only the 40th anniversary, sir, but also the final time that NHRA will be racing in Atlanta Dragway. So before we get your thoughts on the event coming up and your career and everything going on for you so far, uh, what are your thoughts on NHRA uh, racing for the last time at the Atlanta Dragway this year? Yeah, it's, uh, man, it's kind of mixed emotions. I mean, it, it's a track that, obviously, I grew up in California and as a kid reading about, you know, the Southern Nationals and that, that track on the circuit all those years. It was one of the last few, for me anyway, here, not too, you know, not too far back, but was one of those ones that I just couldn't get a win at. And, um, you know, in the last year or so, actually, the last couple of years, I finally got two of the tracks knocked off on the schedule and I'm not sure how many people have wanted every track as a professional drag racer, but you know, um, we finally did that at Atlanta and then did it again. And the last time we went there was right before COVID, you know, so we didn't get to go back last year. So a lot of fans, you know, missed out on that Southern nationals. And, um, I went there my rookie year in top fuel. So there's a lot of history for me and a lot of really cool stuff that, um, you know, I always think about, and it's it's right outside of Atlanta, which Napa Auto Parts is headquartered there. 
and uh, it's always been a big deal. So I, I'm not sure. I don't think it's hit it really sunk in with anybody as far as the racing world, but it sure will, you know, next weekend when we get there. Um, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, we're looking forward to the event. As we mentioned, tickets are still available, so please get your tickets quickly before they are all uh, gone. And uh, your season so far, you know, you guys were uh, just in Vegas recently, and then you kicked off the season of the Gator Nationals. Now you're coming to Atlanta. So uh, assess so far your thoughts on the season. I know it's still early, but uh, what have you learned so far in the few events uh, leading up to when you guys come into town in Atlanta? Well, you know, it was, it was strange to start off the season at the Gator Nationals down in Florida. That's always typically third race of the season, but, you know, we're all getting back to somewhat what we call normal, the old normal after COVID. So it's just good to be going to races, including, you know, commerce coming up. We had a good start. We qualified number one in Gainesville, went out quarterfinals. Um, we felt like we had a car to win, of course. I've got a brand new team. Uh, my longtime crew chief, Ron Toba, retired in the offseason, so I was put together with. Guido and John Medlin, who was Jack Beckman's team um, the last few years. So great car, great people. And uh, and then we went to the four wides in Vegas and went to the final round and qualified number four. And that, that was another very good weekend for us, I think. We we really thought we, again, had a car to, that can win. And if, you, if you're a driver in a funny car division and you wake up Sunday morning and you have the feeling you've got a car to win, not a lot of people can say that, and I've, I've said it for a long time, which sort of tells you the, the amount of people, you know, just talented people around me throughout my career that, uh, that, that make me look good like that. So good start. I, I, if we had to give ourselves a grade, I'd say A-minus so far. I mean, it's, uh, we just haven't gotten a trophy yet, and it's a new team. The competition's fierce and funny car as always, and, uh, you know, the fans are going to see in commerce. It's going uh, to get really competitive. Speaking with funny car driver here, Ron Camps, who is part of the NHRA series, who will be coming to Commerce at the end of the month for the final and the 40th anniversary of the uh, Southern Nationals. And looking at your bio here, has your as your career best speed, 339 miles per hour, which is absolutely insane. And for listeners who have never been to an NHRA event, now I have the opportunity to go to one, uh, brought my wife wife with me, and we had a blast but um, this will be a final opportunity for maybe people to see an HRA here in this part of the country. So for those people who have never been to an event, can you kind of describe the, describe to our listeners what it's like to go to an NHRA event? Because it's unlike anything you'll see in other motorsports uh, events that you'll see around the country. Yeah, you know, I've got teammates, you know, Chase Elliott and Alexander Rossi in, in NASCAR and IndyCar, respectively. Brad Sweet and World of Outlaws. So we Nap Auto Parts is such a great team, you know, throughout the country for any type of racing. But you know, drag racing, NHRA drag racing. What fans don't understand is it's every ticket is a pit pass. So you don't just sit in the grandstands, and it's uh, it's about as much entertainment for the dollar that you'll get. Uh, and I'm not just saying it because I'm biased. Um, it, it's uh, I always tell people. It's like going to your favorite concert, whether it be rock and roll or country or whatever it might be, and actually hanging out with the band backstage in between each song. Because when you go to the NHRA drag races, you go in the pit area and you get the autographs. You can hang out, get pictures with drivers without having to buy a special pass. And so 
Then you go back in the grandstands and you watch those drivers that you just met and talked to and all the crew members that you stand two feet away from watching them put this car back together right in front of your eyes, and you watch that same car go down the track at 3.8 seconds at over 330 miles per hour. So it's the most interactive. I've never talked to anybody that's never not gone to another drag race after the very first time, and they're always blown away. So it's, uh, it's quite an experience. If somebody listening has never been, trust me you will be hooked and and you will not feel like you got a better amount of bang for your buck, you know, sort of speak because uh it, it's it's the best entertainment you can take the family to. Oh, definitely. And I've been able to go to like a, I, like I said I went to one event and it's so awesome because like you said you can go up to the drivers, say hello. You guys are so engaging with the fans and I mean that's the kind of the coolest thing especially when you even watch it on television. You can really sense how involved you are with the fans so for you as a driver and you see these fans coming over to you and and just saying how big of a fan they are how they've been following your career um maybe some of them want to maybe follow down the the footpath of what you're doing how cool is it for you to have those opportunities to have that fan interaction when you're at events well i grew up on the sport you know my dad raced and then when he quit we would go help other people and i kind of tagged along so i've always grown up on the sport and i i sort of thought most other big-time sports were the same way, but, you know, I soon found out you, you don't get close like that with other motorsports. And for sure, other big sports, you know, uh, stick and ball sports, football, baseball, uh, hockey, um, you just don't get the close interaction you get with the actual stars of the sport, I guess you would call it. So um, for me, I, it's sort of weird because I grew up outside, you know, standing next to the car trying to get an autograph of a driver, and now I'm that driver so to look out and see, uh, you know, these kids out there or their grandfather and a son and a lot of these races, you know, see three generations of family with the, at the drags hanging out. So it's cool for me to, to see the look on a kid's face for the first time when he's meeting me after watching me go 330 miles an hour. And, and uh, that that's that's something that's, you know, it's come for a full circle, I guess you'd say. Well, Mr. Caps, we're looking forward to seeing you and the rest of the NHRA gang when they head to Commerce, Georgia for the final time at the Atlanta Dragway. And Mr. Caps, if our listeners want to follow you on social media, uh, keep up with what's going on with you and your team and your career, uh, where can they go to keep up with what's going on with you? Yeah, actually, I do most, if not all, of my own social media. So, um, yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's all, I think they're all Ron Caps 28. They're all fan pages, and I got some pretty good content I always put up, in-car videos and a lot of fun stuff, so, yeah, you can always catch me there. Well, Mr. Caps, we appreciate the time. and looking forward to seeing you in commerce here in a couple of weeks. Uh, good luck in the rest of the season. Hopefully we'll talk to you again down the road. Thanks, man. Appreciate you having me on. Hey, this is Dennis Bickmeyer, president of Richmond International Raceway, and you are listening to Southern Raceway. Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Raceway Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Raceway Radio Network itself. We continue with this uh, brand-new week's edition of Southern Raceway Radio along with the, the uh, Southern Raceway Radio podcast which is available on every platform available for you so you can go there download and check it out and tune in but uh, we continue with this brand new week's edition with a special guest here on the food depot zoom line as uh, nhra will be returning to the atlanta dragway coming up the weekend of april 30th through may 2nd and i am joined here this week on southern race street radio by the nhra vice president of track management and operations Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Casey Collar. 
Alfred, I've dreamt about that moment many times, typically thinking that I'm going to be running out onto a, a packed stadium or a racetrack. So thank you for, for, for fulfilling one of my, my, my childhood dreams. <laughs> well, Mr. Cole, we make dreams come true here on uh, Southern Research Radio. So we, you, so we were here to aim and we aim the pleads. For a lot of fans uh, last year, thinking about last year with the whole COVID situation and what went down, we did not have – uh, NHRA event at Atlanta Dragway last year. But now we're ready to go. We've got a, a great weekend coming up here in about a month in Commerce, Georgia. So uh, tell the listeners out there a little bit what they can uh, anticipate and look forward to if they've never been to an a NHRA event at uh, the historic Atlanta Dragway. No, absolutely. And as we think about Atlanta Dragway and the Southern Nationals, right, we, we, we we're, we're closing in on the 40th last year. And obviously when everything kind of the world changed in, in March last year, we knew that we weren't going to be able to fulfill uh, our 40th Southern Nationals out at Atlanta Dragway. And we thought, boy, there might be a window in the fall. And unfortunately, just as things continue to evolve, thought that it was probably best that we at least put a pin in it and come back here in 2021. So we're really excited. We did move it back a little bit kind of to our traditional date, which happens to be right around the first weekend in May there, May 1st and 2nd. Um, the, the neat thing about this event, obviously 40 years, we've got a lot of memories that have been made at this facility from a professional perspective all the way down to our sportsmen. We, we reground the track a couple of years ago, so performance has only improved and increased as it relates to our top fuel dragsters and funny cars. You know, those cars that are 10,000 horsepower going over 330 miles an hour over just in a thousand feet. Um, but the neat thing about our event and why we love coming to Atlanta, one of the most passionate fan bases that we have out there is every ticket to pit pass. So you, sometimes you're familiar with going to, to other forms of racing where it's, boy, I really would like to get up close. I want to get in the pits. I want to see the cars, the drivers up close and personal. With the NHRA, every ticket gets you right into the garage area, uh, right up close to those, those, those cars that are on property, uh, allows you to meet your favorite drivers up close and personal. So uh, we're very fortunate that we're able to come back to Atlanta Dragway this year with our 40th annual uh, Southern Nationals. It will be the final, so we're, we've got some special, special plans on the way for that one, and uh, we're really excited to, to get back with our friends and families. Um, in the Commerce in Atlanta, Georgia area, and uh, have a great event. We're speaking with Casey Kohler, the NHRA Vice President of Track Management and Operations here on Southern Race Week Radio. Uh, you just mentioned this will be the final year that you guys will be having this event at the, at the Atlanta Dragway, so this will be a last opportunity for fans in the area to come check out an NHRA event. May I ask you, what was the circumstances or what was the consideration of NHRA to no longer go forward with having events at this track and Will there be somewhere else that you guys will be locally in the, in the Atlanta area that fans will be able to check out in HRA? Yeah, so no, absolutely. And this is it, it made with heavy consideration. So as we looked at Atlanta Dragway, you know, obviously celebrating the 40th anniversary there, we looked at the facility and sometimes the challenge with motorsports facilities, sometimes with urban sprawl, there's a lot of, uh, you know, as, as construction and, and residential starts to build around a facility, it makes it tougher and tougher to be able to operate our events, right? You know, there's a little bit of noise sometimes associated with drag racing and we just, the Southern Nationals happens to be one weekend out of probably close to, to 40 weekends out of the year that we're, we're drag racing. So as, as that Commerce uh, Georgia area continued to grow, that kind of made us make some some decisions as it related to the property. We knew that it was going to be a challenge 
challenge to be able to fulfill kind of the racing uh, that we're so used to, to providing to our neighbors there. And so when we put it on the market, we hope that it would have the, the possibility of being able to retain itself for a drag strip. But, you know, at the end of the day, it just didn't pan out that way. We'll use those resources. We also have two other racetracks that, that we own, one in, in Indianapolis, Indiana, Lucas Oil Raceway, home of the U.S. Nationals, as well as down in Gainesville Raceway, uh, where we just completed the Gator Nationals a couple weeks ago. So we're, we're going to continue to reinvest in those properties in the sport of drag racing. As it relates to Georgia, the NHRA is extremely, that's an important state to us. We've got Silver Dollar Raceway there, as well as the folks down in South Georgia Motorsports Park, where they put on some really big drag races throughout the year. Those are both NHRA facilities. We're continuing to have discussions with both existing or even potential drag strips in the both in the South Georgia market, Central Georgia market, and, and even over in, in South Carolina as well about some opportunities there. So, you know, NHRA drag racing will continue to, to, to thrive in Georgia. We, we think that we'll probably potentially have a bigger footprint there. Although this racetrack's, you know, going away, but over the next couple of years, we think we're going to have a, a bigger footprint in that market. It's important for not only our professional racers, but really for, for our weekly racers, you know, our, our participants, be it somebody that is just coming off the street from a, uh, a test and tune perspective, kind of a Friday night, uh, take your car down the town, the drag strip, or, or kind of our, our weekly bracket racers that, that we have throughout the, the Georgia market. So um, we've got a couple of options and we're, we're excited about where those might lead. If our listeners here in the local Atlanta market in the Atlanta area want to go check out anything going on, Atlanta Dragway over the next few months or so, where can they go to get tickets and information? Yeah, so, so a great starting point is atlantadragway.com, where we have our full schedule. Obviously, follow us on social across all the key channels. Uh, we certainly try to keep people up to speed, but we do. You're, you're absolutely right, Alfred. We've got a, a great schedule that we'll continue to run through this year. The, the Southern Nationals is by far not the last race on our, on our calendar. Um, we'll, we'll be running all the way through October. We've got a couple of highlights uh, as you look at our calendar. Um, at the end of June, we do our Night of Fire down there, which is kind of a, a longstanding tradition between jet cars and, and some really cool, everything from pro mods all the way down. So that event, uh, we're, we're excited about what, what the plans look like for that this year. And then in September, we have a streetcar takeover, which happens to be one of the, the most popular events, I would say, throughout the country. A lot of folks that uh, you know, might not be into professional drag racing, but like to bring their, their daily drivers, something that they've, they've kind of souped up. Streetcar takeover will be with us at the end of September. Uh, and all those details are on Atlanta Dragway. But yeah, we've, we've, got a, we've got a full schedule, a lot of activity. So even if you're not able to make it out on the 1st of May, um, there's plenty of opportunity to come out and see drag racing in various forms throughout the year. Hello, this is Gracie Trotter, and I race in the ARCA West Series, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome back to this uh, week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie welcoming you to another brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we've got another special guest on the Food Depot. Uh, food, uh, food, pick up. On the Food Depot hotline right now, so let's head on over and welcome our special guest, the driver of the number seven for Nation Chevrolet Camaro for Spire Motorsports. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Corey LaJoy. 
Uh, Mr. LaJoy, uh, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Research Radio. Hopefully you're doing well today, my friend. I'm doing well. I hope you are. Doing good. Uh, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week as you're getting ready for a Talladega racing this weekend. But I, I'm kind of curious. I want to Before we talk about your season, what's going on with you and everything with you, Let's talk about the E-NASCAR iRacing Pro Invitational Series. You are a participant in this year's events, and also they did it last year as part of the uh, COVID shutdown when we didn't have any NASCAR uh, going on. So uh, before we talk about the real Talladega Super Speedway and the race coming up, uh, tell me a little bit about the Invitational Series and how for you is this helpful for you? Is it a fun thing to do during the week with your other uh, NASCAR buddies? Like, What are your feelings of participating in this eNASCAR Pro Invitational Series, you know it's a it's a cool little thing that that Fox and, and I race and puts on with you know all of us. I, honestly, I wish that uh, I wish that they would bring in some outside personalities, some different sports uh, sports guys. As you saw, like F ones utilized this a little bit, and they brought different YouTubers and different sports athletes into uh, the race. So I feel like there's still some areas we could probably build this thing and make it a little more interactive, but. You know, it's it's something that doesn't have a whole lot of consequences, right? You get two resets, and you can wreck, and you can have some fun and not really worry about it affecting your, your real-life job. So um, we're going to have some fun tonight here at Spire Motorsports. we got the rig set up. We'll have the car in the background, uh, and we got the, all of our Fox guys coming over to shoot it. So it should, should make some good stuff for the broadcast. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it certainly is not the real thing. It doesn't drive anything like the real thing. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it's something to, for some more content for fans to intake for sure. Now I know a lot of the tracks that you'll be utilizing in this year's series are tracks that you haven't been to, or like, for instance, you did the Bristol dirt race and the, uh, e NASCAR series. Do you find that, uh, it, it's for, especially for these tracks that you're not familiar with, like circuit of the Americas, which is going to be coming up here soon. Do you feel like these kind of, uh, uh, races give you an opportunity to learn a little bit about the the racetrack itself and, and maybe give you some extra seat time in there to kind of prepare yourself for these tracks that are available on this, on the series. Well, the iRacing software is really good and it gets better each and every update. Um, so places that I haven't been before, the only two places I haven't been are Nashville Speedway, uh, which is a, a mile oval or maybe a little bit longer than a mile and then road America. So, uh, it allows you to kind of see the visual points and, uh, you know, just get a feel for the track, how long it is, where your brake markers are and all that, uh, especially for road courses more so than ovals. So I'll definitely utilize that going to some new, newer tracks. I, I ran a, uh, a BMW down in, in Coda in December, so I got a bunch of laps down there. So I feel like I'm pretty comfortable with that track. Um, you know, I think that your, your simulation time with the OEMs, which we don't get to, to do a whole lot of, um, we're at the bottom of the Chevy totem pole, but um, a lot of guys get to utilize a, a simulator, and that seems to be pretty beneficial for them. Speaking with Corey LaJoy here on a Southern Race Week Radio and the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And so far, uh, Corey, we've had a, a handful of races in. You're, you're racing for Spire Motorsports this year in the number seven car. So uh, tell us so far, you're up to this point, your feelings on the season, how you guys are doing, how you guys are gelling together. I guess overall a grade of, of what you think your progress is up to this point. Um, well, I haven't actually been asked to give it a grade. Um, we started off the year really well at the 500. We finished both cars eighth and ninth. Uh, so we had a good points day. And then we had a couple tough, couple tough weeks. Um, pretty much our entire shop got COVID. So we were behind on cars, getting ready around for the, for the West coast. So, uh, we had to overcome a lot of adversity off the racetrack and that kind of 
transpired on the racetrack. We had a couple mechanical failures and got caught up in a couple incidents that may have been our doing, may not have been. And uh, but I've been optimistic with the speed that our Camaros have in them. So, you know, I think I, I think the overall grade would be a, a B minus. I feel like there are some areas we could work on, uh, but there are a lot of silver linings if you wanted to look at it that we can address and continue to build on for the rest of the year. Corey, I, I really lo- love athletes who use their popularity and their name for charitable contributions and organizations. And you're part of a, a Christian organization called Samaritan's Feet. Tell me a little bit about this organization and what you've done to, to help them out in their fundraising efforts. Well, Samaritan's Feet's a Charlotte-based charity, which I don't even know. I became aware of those guys where when Smith, uh, Steve Smith, when he was playing for the Panthers, did some work with him, and he was leaving his cleats at midfield just to raise awareness for the for the millions of children and, and people around the world that don't have adequate footwear. And I had uh, – so my, my racing nickname is Super Shoe, so I've always had this um, – thought of providing shoes if i if i were to have a charity i would build exactly what manny over at samaritan's feet already has in place with logistics figured out and all that so i just thought that instead of trying to do something that that i have no clue about i'd rather just plug my myself into those guys and use my platform to to raise some awareness so it's been a lot of fun working with those guys it's a natural fit because if you do a shoe donation and you put a brand new pair of shoes on a six-year-old kid and you see their their eyes light up it definitely makes all the work worth it. And uh, I continue to plug myself in with those guys. Hopefully we can do some more fun stuff on track as well as off track. And uh, we're working through that. It's a little bit different of a world now with, with COVID restrictions and, and things like that. It makes it a little bit tough to, to get that, uh, you know, in-person interaction. But um, they're adjusting their their outreach. And hopefully everybody can go check them out, SamaritansFeet.org. It's an amazing organization. They Donate over 800,000 pairs of shoes last year alone, even through it all. Uh, so hopefully they can reach that million mark, uh, which was Manny's Manny's uh, vision for this thing was 10 million pairs of shoes in 10 years. Uh, and he's, he's getting close to that number. Uh, so it's, it's really been a fun part to be. It's a really small part in, in their big mission, and it's, a, it's an easy fit. Once again, that's SamaritansFeet.org for information, also how to uh, donate some money to this great Christian organization. Uh, Mr. LaJoy, if our listeners want to keep up with you on social media, uh, find out what's going on with you, maybe behind the scenes of what the race team is doing, uh, where can they go to keep up with your career and follow you on uh, social media? Yeah, my stuff's at Corey LaJoy, C-O-R-E-Y-L-A-J-O-I-E on all the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and then at Spire Motorsports, S-P-I-R-E. So they always give you some behind-the-scenes footage, so go check us out. This is Larry McReynolds of NASCAR on Fox, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Well, Alfie, I tell you, it's been another great uh, edition of the Southern Race Week radio and podcast edition here, uh, and I want to thank you for uh, putting together another great show, brother. Uh, yes, and also thanks to our great guest for joining us, Casey Culler, the Vice President of Track Management and operations for the NHRA. Also, we want to thank Ron Caps, the uh, top fuel driver in NHRA, and also NASCAR Cup Series driver Corey LaJoy for joining us this week on Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. As you mentioned, William, you can get the podcast. It's available for you every Monday on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So go there, click, and download and listen to uh, this past week's episode or any past episode of Southern Race Week Radio. Also, don't forget about uh, the email address. If you'd like to reach out to me, be a part of the program, maybe you're an up-and-coming 
driver and want to get promoted out there, srwradio at yahoo.com is the email address. Don't forget about our social media platforms. You can follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. You can follow our fearless leader at WB Radio Network and yours truly at Alfie underscore 19. And also check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. We always keep you up to date with all the racing news and information that you need there on the Facebook page and the Twitter page as well. So make sure you can find us, follow us, and keep up what's going on in the world of racing news, William. And check it out. Sonora Raceway underscore 1969 on Instagram. Last week's winner in the Bomber Division, Dustin Smith, Javi, Chris, Arnett, Ministock, Dan Bennett, uh, 602 Sportsman, Dylan Knowles, 602 Sportsman Feature 2, Morgan Alexander, Hot Shoe was Corey Green, Crate Late Models, Bobby Brooks, 602 Chargers, Cody Lively and limited late models Austin Horton. That's uh, Sonora Raceway at 19 underscore 1969 on Instagram. Y'all check them out. Until next week, y'all have a great one. We'll see you.